we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. You've been hearing the stories on one of the most, I think, iconic and brilliant actors uh, who uh, has uh, been being talked about in a lot of the news, Jamie Foxx. Let's get that out there. And uh, as to his health condition, and, and we've been seeing this quite a bit, actually, with different uh, folks that are in the public eye, best way to say it, I guess. And uh, they um, suddenly get sick or something happens. And... You know, and, and you know, you don't want to speculate when you don't really know. But boy, there is a lot of speculation out there. It'd be nice if families or others would just come out with the truth, the out loud truth. Be fantastic. Uh, but you don't really know. Uh, and we pray uh, right at the start of the broadcast that Jamie Fox is well or, or gets his health back. But uh, this is an ongoing story. We're going to touch on it right up top of the broadcast, dear friends. Welcome into America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here along with my co-host. Dr. Peter McCullough. So Jamie Foxx, this is a a beloved actor, really great, good comedic skills. And um, so what's the story behind this, Dr. McCullough? I know he's been sick. He's been in the news a lot. Uh, Nobody's really saying anything, right? Right. You know, great guy. He is from Terrell, Texas originally. Mm -hmm. And um, in... Late 2021, I was at a Dallas Cowboys football game and, um, you know, he wanted to meet me. So him and his entourage uh, found me and, uh, you know, we talked for a while and, you know, people asked me a lot about that conversation. I said, listen, it's a private conversation, but, um, you know, I people know me. And by that time, I clearly had concerns regarding the vaccine. So you can have an idea about what we talked about. And then uh, Jamie, uh, you know, f- for the next uh, year and a and, and a couple of months, uh, was doing great. His career's going along, and he's doing great things. And uh, he was working on the set of a new movie in Atlanta. Right. And what we heard from uh, an insider, um, who is uh, apparently close to the situation, he had talked to. Uh, people in the hospital that uh, Fox collapsed, I guess, on the set, Mm. was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with a stroke. Mm. And uh, this is, uh, you know, what's been released, you know, relayed through the entire um, system. And so uh, I want to get the reporter's name um, right. I think it's Beans, uh, DJ Beans. and uh, and he said that you know he had uh, this reporter apparently his um, is uh, you know legit. He um, uh, said that uh, you know somebody in the hospital had relayed to to him that listen this stroke was serious mm-hmm. that he um, had cortical blindness that he couldn't see that he was paralyzed. Uh, he had a month in the hospital and then. He transferred to inpatient rehab in Chicago. And, you know, lots of people have asked me, now I have not had a direct conversation with Jamie Foxx. He has, I guess, just a daughter as his only family. And um, so I don't know firsthand, 
But what I can say, Malcolm, as a doctor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a, a Hollywood star or somebody of means who has a stroke, we get them in and, the in and out of the hospital in a few days. They get stroke rehab at home. Uh, to be in the hospital that long and then inpatient rehab, you know, it's my experience in patients with stroke of that severity that it's very grave. I mean, we're talking about, for some people, uh, feeding tubes, tracheostomy tubes, Mm. Uh, you know, complete 24 by seven care. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like a disaster. And I don't, again, I don't know the details of him, but he's younger than I am. I can tell you, I, I yeah. personally met him. He's he's fit as a fiddle. He doesn't, he's not loaded with comorbidities. And the the fear is that he was forced to take the vaccine prior to this last movie shoot. Mm -hmm. and uh, And that's what happened. He has been, uh, yeah. damaged by the vaccine, stroke, or intracranial hemorrhage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's only 55 years old, to put it right out there. I mean, it's a young guy, uh, but by every stretch of the imagination. And uh always liked this guy. He's just uh, really uh, 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 just good at his craft, really, really good at his craft. Seemed like a really uh, decent uh, guy, a gentleman, in fact, you know. Um, there's no way to know on these kinds of things. Uh, you know, let me ask you, uh, strokes, you, you mentioned stroke, right? That was the word, right, on him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's take a moment on that a moment, because, you know, strokes are one of the things that um, scare me a lot uh, for people I love and those around me and what have you. And, and, and you know, and I, and I always want to know more about this because it's like, it's, you know, you know, Peter, it's like Alzheimer's and dementia. These are things that just worry me for people, for good people. I keep wishing we, we'd solve these problems in our, in our world, in our life. I hate it when people get this. And, you know, I, I don't like it for Joe Biden. I didn't like it for Ronald Reagan. Doesn't matter where you fall in the play. I just don't like to see this for another fellow human being to uh, have to suffer through this, you know. And uh, but with stroke, um, a dear my dear uh, one of my best friends in the world had a um, a stroke. Uh, oh man, took him right out, and uh, never. And so it's very personal to me. This kind of thing. What causes? We, we there's so much we don't know about strokes. What what they're so they're so unpredictable. What can you help me out and uh, explain sure. to anybody what what what's the root of this thing? How do you, how do you prevent them? Is there a way to prevent them? I don't know. Sure. Let me first just get the exact details because I'm sure this will be scrutinized. So uh, the event happened for Fox uh, uh, on April 11th right. of 2023, and the Hollywood journalist AJ Benza is his name, uh, who had sources said that he was partially paralyzed and blind and wow. uh, that it was related to a blood clot in the brain. And then the other person who said it publicly about what happened was um, Mike Tyson. And he went on a Patrick Bet David show on Valuetainment and said that as well, that it was a very serious stroke. So, um, and you never, you never come back from them. I'm sorry, Peter. You just don't come back from them. Well, this is what I say. So, uh, let's just lay out stroke here. So, stroke is either due to ischemic stroke, meaning there's a lack of blood flow to a region because of either a ruptured uh, cholesterol plaque or a blood clot that's gone and blocked off a blood vessel. That's an ischemic stroke, or it's a hemorrhagic stroke. So hemorrhagic is when a blood vessel bursts and then blood starts to uh, pump into the brain and cause damage. So both of them are are bad. And um, 
you know, the leading uh, cause of stroke is atrial fibrillation. So an abnormal heart rhythm where a blood clot forms in the heart and it shoots up to the brain. That's the reason why this atrial fibrillation is such a big deal. We have to have people on blood thinners and- um, Do they prevent stroke by being on the blood thinners? The blood thinners have uh, prevent the stroke in atrial fibrillation by about 90%. So wow. they're, very, wow. they're very effective. Yeah. Should we, at what age, well, let me ask you now, at what age should we all be taking some sort of blood thinner? No, at a certain just age? atrial fibrillation. The okay. heart rhythm is in an abnormal atrial fibrillation. Okay. Now, outside of atrial fibrillation, uh, cholesterol blockages that build up in the arteries in the neck called atherosclerosis, uh, they uh, can shoot up and cause a stroke. That happened in my grandmother. She had a completely completely blocked artery in her neck. And then the, the third cause is just high blood pressure mm-hmm. and high blood pressure pounding away on the blood vessels in the brain. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for Fox, you know, the issue with the vaccines is they not only cause blood pressure to shoot up, they also destabilize the blood vessels if there's a, yeah. uh, a cholesterol uh, uh, you know, blockage there, but they directly cause bursting of the blood vessels and intracranial hemorrhage. And what um, AJ, um, what the Hollywood reporter said on Drew Pinsky's show, he said, quote, Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He did not want the shot, but the movie he was on, uh, he was pressured to get it. Oh, uh, my confessed, uh, confessed the podcaster. Oh, and oh. he... This this um, reporter oh. used to work for the New York Daily News mm. and as a host on the E-series, Mysteries mm. and Scandals. <clears throat> but he hasn't, this guy who reported this, A.J. Benza, he's actually corrected, correctly reported stuff in the past. He, mm. he's I don't think he's making it up, and I don't think yeah. Mike Tyson was making it up as genuine concern. Mm. And his daughter... And the doctors certainly have not come out and denied any of this. Mm, Well, it sounds like that's, uh, and it seems to add up, sadly. Um, Yeah, uh, wow. Uh, You know, you know, no matter who the person is, you know, I'm thinking like this here, Peter, you you get a guy like this, you know, whoever, and you think, we all sort of think we're infallible, we're we're Hercules, you know, ah, we can deal with this, you know, what the hell is a shot going to do to me? Or whatever, whatever, man. Yeah, we just, there's this, we're all a little bit of macho here, and we're going to do whatever. I mean, come on, we're all little dear devils, and he he takes the shot, because he already knew they were bad. He already studied this thing. He already talked to you with the thing. He knew this stuff was bad. But obviously, they forced him, like all these idiots are doing, these damn idiot groups and companies, organizations, government, pushing it on people, mandating it, putting them on a spot. It's a movie. He did it for money. He did it for a movie. And now he's it's cost him his life. I mean, it's pretty stupid, isn't it? Well, you're right. I think people calculate that huh. they're just going to take this chance and it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just finished with a pa- patient, Malcolm. She's been wrecked by the Johnson Johnson oh. vaccine. One wow. shot. She's absolutely wrecked. Um, and all these neurologic problems and you just just the objectivity of her syndrome is just horrible. Yeah. And it was with her and her husband. And she looked up her lot and she had the worst Johnson & Johnson lot of vaccine possible. There's the most deaths and injuries that came out of it. What happened to Fox is he probably bad luck, got a bad yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's what happened. Didn't they get pulled off the, did I see that correctly? So I think Tom wrote about it on the platform. Did Janssen, uh, the Zetman pulled off the market now, the Johnson one? 
Yes, uh, Jensen just got pulled off the market. Its yeah. emergency use authorization was revoked. And oh, the EUA the original, was revoked. Was revoked. You said right. Was oh. revoked. And okay. the original okay. Pfizer, Moderna are gone. They just need to get the bivalence off. It's just. Uh, it's just absolutely. And you know, all this is happening. They're getting them off. You say this and that and the other, but never a word. Never a. Never a. a, a you know, an apology or never a. Uh, uh, a change of uh, narrative. Uh, no, they're still pushing these things. They got new ones, and they got new ones, and new ones, and take the new ones, and you couldn't even get the other ones right. I mean, why would you trust this thing? I mean, you, you know, know it's right? true. And Malcolm, we wouldn't be talking about it wow. if these news events weren't happening. That's right. Right. Oh yeah, I mean, we're not making stuff idea. up. You know, yeah. we'd rather talk about something 100%. else. We don't want to talk about no. Jamie Fox 100%. being devastated, possibly after no. a vaccine. We don't no. want to talk about this. No, 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 no. No, I don't like to make that stuff up at all, brother. Not at all. Well, let me just say here that uh, everybody just pray for Jamie Foxx, uh, very talented uh, man and uh, sad, very sad. And there's so many cases of this thing. It it really tears me apart that uh, people go through this uh, from pure pressure, pressure from these companies and organizations. And now it's a pure case. I mean, he's now an example of what you cannot do no matter what under any pressure from anybody. I mean, how simple can you put that? Why would you do something like that? There's no amount of money in the world. It doesn't matter how much, you know, it doesn't matter, Peter, whether they said, you know, here's a trillion dollars. If they gave Jamie a trillion dollars, I don't know how you spend that, but if they did, what money, why would it be worth it? Why would you, What for what reason? He doesn't have a life. You could, what are you going to do with a trillion? Take it with you? Why does it matter? At this point in time, you know, he wow. it's hard wow. to imagine what the wow. human brain is going through. Let's just say that the Hollywood reporter is right. He has cortical blindness. He can't see. Mm. He is, um, uh, you know, he's uh, paralyzed. Uh, you know, I've had patients in this yeah. stage, feeding tubes, tracheostomy tubes, yeah. 24 by 7 care, people, you know, bathing you in bed and. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Oh my! God. I had a dear friend that was in his sixties. Uh, uh, I love this man, and um, uh, I mean, he's it, more. I say a dear friend. He he was my uncle, uh, Peter, and but he was a dear friend. You know what I mean? You know, and mm-hmm. uh, somebody who I cherished, uh, and uh, I talk about him sometimes on here. Uncle Bernie. Uh, I have so many wonderful stories. Such a um, role model in my life. And uh, and he had, was a stroke and was in his 60s, young guy and had the world in front of him was thinking, you know, it's just and oh, man, I've seen what he went through. Health was vibrant and man, a stroke can take you out at the bleak of a It's one of the things that scare me because it's hard to come back from that. It, it, in other words, it, it if it's not well, it's damage and it's it always it's hard to recover. It's almost like permanent. Well, some it's more severe than about, others, right? Yeah, let's talk about recovery because I you know, there okay. are some practical things. So uh, we always say the bad news is a stroke. Yeah. The good news is there is going to be recovery. There's some recovery. The brain is plastic. The brain can learn how to rewire and refunction and retool itself. The from time zero to the time of kind of maximum rehab uh, potential is about six months, and so that's the reason why that six months after a stroke is really important. And it may be one of the reasons why Fox said, "Listen," or his family said, "Listen, do inpatient rehab just to make sure it's just as assiduous as it possibly can be." You really, really have to work 
hard in rehab. Rehab is hard because the limbs aren't working. Uh, the brain isn't working. People are tired. They just want to give up and they, they have to work, 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 practice over and over again. Sometimes the most menial tasks in order to retrain the body's brain. And so one during that six month phase has to be militant in terms of rehabbing the body back to its potential. And uh, there's a giant difference. There's some people who have a stroke, they give up and they lay in bed and they don't recover one bit. Those who are making the effort, getting up and it's hard, um, they can get some function back. Sometimes people come all the way back or have a very modest, just some That's right. type of That's slight right. little... Yeah. Yeah. problem is is imperceptible but the deeper the injury is to begin with right. the harder it is to come back all the way yeah and if you have one you can as i understand it you're susceptible to a second or more right that's for sure yeah. true yeah that's for sure true okay. now the stroke after the vaccine is a, is a wild card right. um clearly there are cases and i mentioned i went on uh, Laura Ingram with uh, a wonderful lady who, you know, 72 years old, she took Moderna and had intracranial hemorrhage, had to have the, the, the you know, the, the skull cap removed, the blood clot extracted, and then and she's, she's never be the same. She works through rehab every day. She wears a yeah. shirt yeah. that says, this is what Moderna did to me. Oh, my dear. Oh, yeah. My it, dear. She's on my Substack. stack. What a campaign that is. Wow. See what Moderna. Oh, my. Yeah, well, I can't blame people for that at all whatsoever. Um, if um, it, the, the last point on this and we move to this other story, but if, if all right, the fact that blood clots are so prevalent uh, through all of this uh, COVID stuff and the, well, specifically the vaccines. Um, uh, this has been one of the big talking points we've been talking about now for quite some time. Um, how does that relate all of these various and variations of blood clots that people are experiencing really challenging in relation to stroke? What, what is, what are we dealing with there? Um, the blood clots related to stroke are really ones that, you know, are inside the brain and typically with intracranial hemorrhage. Okay. Now, a, a blood clot that develops in an artery going to the brain right. can also cause a stroke. Uh, that was said to happen, by the way, with Haley Bieber, the wife of Justin Bieber, yeah. where it had, yeah. the clot had to be extracted out of the brain. Um, but an intracranial hemorrhage, like it happened with Miss Orandello, who was on with Fox News with me, that the skull cap, the skull had to be open and the blood clot needed to be drained. Possible that Fox had gone th gone through all this, and maybe the reason why everyone's so quiet. But um, you know, yeah. you'd have to wonder why the publicist, the daughter, anybody else around, yeah. why they just don't come out and say what happened. I mean, America yeah. wants to know. People are sympathetic. They're empathetic. There's no reason to no. to keep this a secret. And I would say, uh, being a public figure, if indeed this is due to the vaccine, they really have an obligation. Well, to come out and and be honest, so so other people are warned. Yeah, yeah, it would help other people. Is the bottom line is what we're saying here. I agree with you, brother. I agree. It would help other people to understand. Uh, that's and that's what you. And maybe the family will come out. Uh, a hope or something happens, or let's see what transpires there. But prayers to Jamie Fox uh, for sure. You don't wish this on anybody, and certainly uh, this is a very talented uh, guy that um, has made a good mark. And, uh, and again, there's no amount of money in the world, friends, as to why 
one should do this. Uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about today, Dr. McCullough, is this, uh, and I'm always fascinated with the uh, U.S. life expectancy. I always find it quite fascinating. Um, you know, we were up around 79-ish for a man, and that was like really big. I mean, since like we gained a lot of years from the earliest century, uh, early part of the century to now, uh, for a lot of reasons, advances in medical, advances in the way we live, uh, naturopathic advances, everything. And then, um, and then women was about a year and a half more. So they always get more time um, than the guys because they drive the men crazy. And so the men drive, uh, die early. No, 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 I'm only kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> when I said to my wife, she said, shut up. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, you know, uh, but, but that was the average expectancy. Now with COVID, I understand lost about three, three and a half years. Now there's a very interesting study. U.S. life expectancy problem is bigger than we ever thought. And I'd love to have your opine on this. It says here, the findings offer a new perspective on U.S. life expectancy and shed light on how to reverse the trend. Interesting. One in eight deaths due to COVID, nearly 107,000 drug overdoses, COVID deaths push U.S. life expectancy to lowest in 25 years. And this study was just published this past Thursday in the American Journal of Public Health and shows that more than 50 countries have surpassed, surpassed the United States in life expectancy uh, since the 30s. And a handful of states may be partly responsible. What do you make of this? You know, the paper is reporting on the deceleration in the gain in life expectancy. So we had big gains in life expectancy from right. about 1900 forward. Yeah. Most of them have been due to sanitation, believe it or not. Oh, Just really? Improve, really? Improved sanitation, improved living conditions. Uh, uh, that's really been um, interesting. The, the main thing that's improved uh, improved life expectancy. And then modern obstetrics. So there used to be death during childbirth. And there, uh, you, you know, when, when a child dies, it dies at age zero, it brings down the averages a lot, right, compared to someone. So death at childbirth. Uh, was big. And then what happened over time is smoking came in 1920s. Uh, it was estimated maybe about 80% of adults smoked. 1970s, we had 80%. Good data. 80, wow. yeah. Malcolm, 1970s, we had good data 50% of Americans smoked adults. Yeah, it's disgusting. 1970s. It's disgusting. And, and then, so the current <laughs> point prevalence of smoking, Malcolm, is 17%. Yeah. So smoking going down. Uh, these advances, and then certainly we made progress, uh, cholesterol lowering, blood pressure lowering, treatment of diabetes, yeah. some cancers being uh, treatable. And mm -hmm. so death, uh, as we know it in the United States, has always been 40% cancer, 40% heart disease, and 20% other causes. And we made progress. But what happened is COVID really erased yeah. a lot of the progress and now the vaccines are just d destroying it we're going backwards we're no longer yeah. decelerating we're going backwards yeah. and uh, because so many people yeah. are dying after the shot you know i see today uh peter sometimes i see young people with cigarettes and stuff and smoking and uh i find it uh personally i've got to be careful and i just uh, try to remind myself to shut up uh, but it disturbs me so so greatly when i see young people smoking um, it's very disturbing to me. And I'll tell you why very personal. My, my mom, my mom, um, died of emphysema, lung cancer, smoking, smoked all her life. 
and the wrong stuff. And I was her big critic. I was always telling mom to please stop, please stop. I knew it was not good for her. And that was back in the day of the days you just spoke about in those decades. And it was uh, whatever, man, you know. And I told her, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, she died at 76 years old. And my mom died probably 15 years uh, before she should have minimum because her mom lived in her 90s and her mom mom lived in her 90s. And, you know, the, it was hereditary. Uh, longevity was in the family. And uh, she took all those years. I was such a beautiful woman. So much to give. So passionate. Uh, just loved this woman. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, my mom and uh, Mr. Still just Mother's Day passed. And I was thinking of her just as much. I said, wish she was here, man. I'll tell you, I really do. And uh, we lost her. And you know, Peter, I have to tell you, I never could get her to admit this with the smoking all, all those years, uh, the damage it did. And uh, and I, I just, you know, uh, became part of her. And then she finally quit it, quit and gave it up at a particular time when it was too much. Okay, fine. But then the damage is done. The lungs are, I mean, it's, at what age, what age did she stop? Malcolm? Yeah. Well, she was, um, about, uh, late sixties, late sixties, uh, just close to 70. I believe it was right about the year. So it, it, the damage was, she spoke for the, all those years since her twenties, you know, I mean, that's a lot of lung damage when you're uh, smoking these strong cigarettes, uh, Whatever they are, I despise it. I hated it. I, I do not do smoking well. Anybody around me, you've got the wrong character here. I will not stay in the vicinity of anybody, anywhere. It doesn't matter. Public, private venue, you're, I'm out of there, man. Always been that way. But my mom, I have to tell you something. When she was on her deathbed and dying from this uh, terrible thing, you know, I traveled back to, to home. I, I was I lived a couple thousand miles away, but I traveled back home. And spent the last days with her in the in the nursing home, and I slept in the chair for those couple of days. And I kind of did a uh, a debrief with mom. She was very conscious of all of it, very aware. And I asked her what she would change. I didn't try to just talking to her. Wanted to know what her thoughts. I said, Mom, what would you change in your life if you could change anything? And I could never get her to admit this when it was all. And she stopped and she looked at me. And she said, hmm, "I would have never smoked." And my, mm. heart, my heart broke, you know. Hmm. Oh, man. Well, Malcolm, you know, my dad was a hard smoking, hard drinking man his whole life. And uh, he used to chain smoke. Oh, and I remember as a kid, him smoking in the car, and we'd just be breathing in all the smoke as kids. And uh, oh. my mom never smoked. And my dad continued and continued. And I remember during the changes that happened with smoking, remember smoking was, oh. uh, you know, indoors, and then it was just outdoors Everywhere. only. Right. And then smoking rooms and then smoking wasn't uh, you know allowed on the on the premises and i asked my dad i said you know what caused you to quit smoking and i want to say he quit smoking around age 55 or so right and uh he said i, I said was it the uh all the advertising that smoking causes cancer heart disease no i said was it the cost that kept going up cigarette taxes no I said, what was it? He said it was just because it became so impossible to smoke at work. And they went from smoking on the factory floor to smoking in a smoking room. Then you had to go outside. Then you had to go down the street. And it just kept going and going. He said it became impossible to literally go on a work break in a factory and and smoke and get back in time. And so he gave it up. Now he lived to 83, he just passed away last year. Yeah. And it may have modestly impacted his lungs, 
Right. Um, but you know, who knows his mother, my dad's mother didn't smoke. She lived to 99. That's it. That's so the, it. the question is in relationship to this paper is, yeah. did my dad lose 16 years of life that he yeah. would have had genetically mm. due to these lifestyle factors? Yeah. Yeah. Heavy smoking being one. Yeah. I think the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is an interesting conversation to have and very passionate about it here. Uh, let me tell folks now we're listening to Q&A 71. We're going to transition to in just a moment here, friends. Uh, um, very interesting, um, these uh, stories. And, you know, we're talking lifestyle here and health. And maybe that's why I've become such a uh, advocate for healthy lifestyle and a healthy immune system. I've seen all these other things. And I just, I don't know, I just have a sense or feel. I've never tried a cigarette in my life. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I have no idea. I've never tried a drug in my life. I am definitely a weirdo. Um, I've never even had weed or anything else. Um, never tried it. Never tried any of this stuff. I don't even know. I, I don't even know the experience of what it would be. Never did it in my entire life. Um, people thought I was on drugs, Peter, but I never was. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. So well, no, I'm high on life, I would tell them. That's what you're seeing. Okay, all right, Malcolm, we got it. Oh, man, that was an ongoing thing for years. But anyways, well, listen, um, uh, you know, I, I, that's why maybe I've taken such a passion with life and a lifestyle, uh, Peter, in such a way. And I love all of this opportunities I get to do with America Out Loud, with naturopathic and and looking for healing radio. I have to tell you, Dr. Brian Otis, Dr. Henry, the, uh, all of this, the great group of doctors there is, uh, on the different days. Uh, it's a plays weekdays on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I don't know if you had a chance to listen yet, Peter, or not, but it's really good. Uh, they place 11, 11, 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, they're doing an amazing job. And um, uh, but health and lifestyle is really important. We've got a lot of other things coming about on the network very soon with health and lifestyle that we've been focused on. Um, I think as a lot of people, uh, Dr. McCullough, try to regain their health. Uh, back to this life expectancy thing we just talked about. It's going to be really important that people take just like we talked about Jamie Foxx. You, you know, we, we get one shot at this thing, kids. I mean, healthy lifestyle is so important. I can't I can't tell you enough to take care of yourself. Make yourself your own priority. Make your life and your health the first priority in your life, not not secondary or third or fourth or down the totem pole, but make it a real priority for yourself. Because without your health, we really have nothing. There's no amount of money or stuff that we could possibly succeed with without our health. It is the gold. It's the golden life, the gold. If you've got your health, you've got gold. You're rich. You're rich. You're born in America. You're in this amazing country and you've got your health. You're rich. You're more rich than the billionaires are. you got it all, man. So look at life that way, I think is the way I would say it. But uh, I want to just put a plug out there to amazing product uh, at the wellness company. Uh, they have a, a, what's called One Wellness. One Wellness. And One Wellness is something uh, completely revolutionary. It's a brand new idea. Uh, from the um, really the origins and the the brainchild of Foster Carlson, the founder there of the organization. And uh, so the thing about this is you get an opportunity to work with the various doctors. It's all included in the plan. Healthcare is cost prohibited now. It's very expensive no matter what. It takes a lot to be healthy now. It takes a lot of health. It might be sick to be healthy. But this plan changes a lot of that, and it gives you that back. So I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, it's usually, I, th I think, and I don't have anything in front of me, but I think it's one ninety nine a month, as I recall, and you get a 20, uh, 25%, I think it is, discount, whatever it is, at 149 
you can get that uh, on americaoutloud.shop. You'll see the thing there and get it. But this plan includes all of the health, all of the visits are included. And here's what's really crazy or wild or uh, really crazy, insane, is all of the nutrients and the products they have are included with that plan. So you can get any of those products, including spike support, which has the natokinase, which is fighting back pretty good some of this long COVID vaccine injury stuff. And because uh, the spike protein built up in the body, you know, and uh, but this is really good. Peter, I wanted to just throw that out there in a very sincere way uh, to talk about this one wellness. Uh, you like this idea, I think. I do. And I can tell you so many people can really benefit by taking advantage of this. I, I think about diabetics who need adjustment in the drugs. And we're using not only insulin now, but drugs uh, like Ozempic and other drugs that just take uh, titration um, you know, frequent uh, blood sugars, uh, dose adjustments, high blood pressure, uh, another one, people on uh, a serious blood thinner called warfarin, where there's uh, frequent monitoring needed. So all the doctor's visits, doctor sign-offs, the nutraceuticals and supplements are covered. The testing can be put onto insurance if, if testing is needed. Uh, the prescription drugs can be put onto insurance, but the doctor through the wellness company can prescribe them. And boy, I tell you what, this is going to be a lot better than trying to wait in line and get doctor's office visits, you know, at the medical center yeah. and pay co-pays and pay for parking. Oh, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's a struggle too. And this can all be virtual on, on it online. Right. And, and these are passionate people. I find the people he surrounded themselves with at that company are very sincere, very passionate people. Um, that's the and that's the kind of thing you want to work with here. These kinds of people who really care. I want to take a focus and just just tell you all out there to take a look at this for yourself and your family and your loved ones. You cannot beat what the program is. I was really, frankly, honest to God, shocked and surprised when they told me about this plan. I mean, that's uh, full. I swear to God, to you, full disclosure. I said, you mean you get all of that and you get all of these supplements and things? Part of the plan? And they said, yes. And I asked the question several times because I really thought I was not hearing this properly. I mean, sincerely, it's, it doesn't make any sense, that you, but that's what they did. So I really felt they were doing something revolutionary here, something very, very unique and uh, something that uh, could make a difference in one's life. So uh, take a look, americaoutloud.shop at the very top. Do your own research, by the way. Do your own investigation. You don't take my word for it, a document publisher. You know, no, do your own work. But they've got stuff right there. You can look at all this stuff and figure it out yourself. No worries. If you have questions, email them in here. Email them in. Uh, you can hit the contact button back at americaoutloud.com or just email us at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Just remember that address, liberty at americaroutloud.com and we'll, we'll get them on air here and talk about them, I promise you, and get them out here. No problem, no no worries. But anyways, that's that. I just wanted to tell you, americaroutloud.shop, take a look at the One Wellness Plan uh, and the Spike Supporters there too, that product with the Nettokinase we talk about all the time. But to take a look at that as well, we're just rolling this out on the platform here, but I'm, I'm super excited about the potential of it. Um, I'm just so busy, I try to... It's, you know, it's really about the quality of time, not the quantity of time we spend, friends, to be able to talk about these things. Let's take a quick pause. We'll come back with a lot of questions, some really interesting questions. Uh, and uh, you're, you're here on Q&A 71 on America Out Loud Pulse.
World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Okay, my fellow Americans, well, I say that, and to all of our friends around the globe, I have to add that to it. I got some interesting correspondence this last few days from, from some Australians, uh, Peter, that were really, really good, and uh, some really interesting stuff. One lady I really especially like, uh, who wrote a very personal letter to me from South Australia. I listen to you all the time. And she, I'm going to take it on here one time. I don't have it today, but uh, I love Australians. A beautiful country. You were just there not too long ago. In fact, you got to experience, experience that up front and uh, personal, right? Australian yeah, trip. wonderful place. Now, we didn't get to Western Australia, Perth. But, you know, our counterpart, uh, my counterpart in the UK is Asim Malhotra. A cardiologist, kind of an iconic media personality. He is touring the entire continent, drawing huge crowds. Wow. And he is with the Australian Medical Professional Society, AMPS. And I will have a feature on AMPS, uh, you know, a few weeks down the road on my, sh- uh, my show right. uh, with Dr. Chris Neal. And let me tell you what, Australia is waking up for sure. Oh, thank God almighty. Thank God. I love the Australian people, and they're just, they are beautiful. And New Zealanders, I love them too. And I've, I visited those countries, and they are remarkable. There's just something very down to earth about those people. Even when you fly into the airports, you just, it's a whole different vibe. You just, it really is the back country, but it's a beautiful thing. Their cities are cosmopolitan, and their other areas are just like a place on uh, heaven on earth, is the best way I'd describe it, Peter, you know? heaven on earth they're just beautiful and pristine and amazing countries so wish all of them well out there after this uh, covid ordeal uh this uh, first question is from uh well from peter and he says i'm a competitive cyclist above 50 years old with a high fitness level and generally speaking a healthy body i try to eat diverse meals do not eat processed carbs during my rides however i need to fuel with carbs especially if the ride is intense all right I'd like to ask you about how to have a healthy microbiome, which you've been talking about this, Dr. McCullough, on some of your recent shows. You have some marvelous programming on this microbiome. Uh, as a sportsman who needs constant sugars to fuel hard trainings on an almost daily level. In addition, whether you perceive any connection between a prolonged 
irritation of the gut for athletes like me as a possible consequence of long COVID. No shot taken here, he says. Okay. And he wraps it up this way. I was initially wondering whether this may be showing any connection with my COVID-19 infection, the problems he's having, in other words, during autumn 2020, but the gut issues started way before that in February 2020, and I had not been ill during or before that period with any illness. I had a cold in December 22 and was off the bike for weeks. The result was zero issues with my gut. Right as I got back on, however, the same symptoms appeared. Perhaps the issue of stomach burns shows no correlation with long COVID, but I'm just wondering whether there might be a prolonged state that never really fully heals. What do you think, Dr. McCullough? There certainly can be, Malcolm, in uh, the gastroenterology literature. After the infection, SARS-CoV-2 has been recovered from intestinal biopsies many months after the infection. Remember, we always swallow. We swallow, believe it or not, probably a liter of nasal secretions a day. And so the virus is in the GI tract for sure. Um, I've noticed that some endurance athletes can have episodic diarrhea, and I wonder if that's what's happening in his case. I know he didn't give us all the details, um, but there is a kind of an athlete uh, irritable bowel type of syndrome, and it may be due to taking some of these complex carbohydrates, uh, you know, these hammer shots and goo. Uh, they're not straight sugar. They're they're kind of these um, short short-chained um, carbohydrate molecules where the body can kind of rapidly divide them into sugar, but they're not well tolerated. Remember, if you modify sugar in a way where it's not easily broken down, then it will be a cathartic. A good example is xylitol as an example. So, um, so I can tell you here that yes, the long COVID, it probably is contributing or not long COVID per se, but just the COVID infection mm -hmm. is contributing to this uh, syndrome that looks like irritable bowels and probably just getting back to a normal diet and getting off a little bit of these athletes performance products for a while. It'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, uh, okay. All right. Let me get, I was going to say something about this. Um, the, uh, I, I've had the same <clears throat> sort of problems as George had with the gut, but it's a very tricky thing. You have to be careful and uh, balance it out. And I've, I've learned to do that in my own life, actually, with my microbiome. So, uh, all right. And then let me get on to this one from uh, George, uh, please. Yeah, that was from Peter. This one's from George. Uh, thank you, Malcolm and Dr. McCullough, for everything you do. Uh, I was jabbed against my best instinct with Pfizer in May and July 21. Apart from slight nausea and fatigue the following day uh, of my first jab, I do not believe I had any side effects, but to be on the safe side, I had an EKG and some blood tests where I had when I had a panic attack in late 21. Nothing was found. Why am I okay, but others are not, he asked. This is an interesting juxtaposition of a question. I don't often see this from folks, Peter, but he says, why am I okay, but others are not? I've heard previously that there is a possibility that many people have taken a dud due to the instability of the messenger RNA. If this is the case, then would you say that a person is in the clear, like him? Would he be in the clear? What do you think? The paper that's actually the pinned tweet on my uh, Twitter account right now, I, the reason I pinned it is because I think it's so important. It's by Schmeling and colleagues, and it was published uh, March 26 of 2023 as a research letter. And the title of it is Batch Dependent Safety of the Pfizer uh, COVID-19 Vaccine. 
And in the figure, if you go to my Twitter account, P underscore McCullough MD, you can see it. You'll see that 32.1% of doses occur in low risk batches of which basically nothing happens. Nothing's happens at all. And there's there's a lot of doses in those uh, batches, you know, 500,000 uh, doses uh, uh, per batch in some of these. The, um, the next group is 63.7. They have some moderate uh, number of adverse events, but, you know, dividing it out, it's extremely low. And then 4.2%, the curve is straight up, Malcolm. That's where all the action is, 4.2% serious adverse events. And I think this person... Because he did have some symptoms, he had a panic attack. He's probably in that second group where um, he's going to be okay, likely. There was a recent paper that really kind of spooked us all, and it had to do with uh, retinal artery and retinal vein occlusion seen on retinal scans. Big paper done by the Chinese, and I'm going to get you the first author here. The point is on this paper, Malcolm, they saw they saw um, blockages or mini blood clots in the arteries and veins in the eyes two years after taking a shot, two years. Wow. And let me give you the, the first author is, last name is Li, L-I. It's all uh, Chinese authors. And um, it was published in... in uh, uh, NPJ vaccines, so the Nature uh, NPJ vaccines. And this is a huge study, 745,000 vaccinated, 3.8 million unvaccinated. So they caught people in 2021. And um, now the rates are small, but the relative differences are high. Let me give you an example. So for... Um, arterial embolism, meaning small blood clots in the arteries, which is an absolute disaster. The the rates were 0.9 in the vaccinated, 0.2 unvaccinated. For blood clots in the veins, 2.3% of vaccinated, 0.6 unvaccinated. Hmm. And the survival curves separated out, continue to separate out at two years most patients had uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and fewer had um, AstraZeneca. Hmm. But the point is, what I, to answer this person's question, Malcolm, you know, two years and you're not out of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Hard to say, isn't it? Hmm. That point. Um, let's go on to Myron. Uh, says, my daughter is pregnant. Should she avoid having her baby get all the shots and vaccines post-birth? We're hearing these questions a lot more now. Recent Kaiser Family Foundation survey showed there's a lot of parents raising this question now yeah. of going natural. Yeah. That is, it's the opposite of taking vaccines. It's just if you did nothing. And the contemporary studies, to quote are by Hooker, Miller, and Thomas. All three studies show going natural, there's lower rates of asthma, atopic dermatitis, need for tympanostomy tubes, other forms of illnesses, lower rates of ADD, and lower rates of autism. Autism, yeah, that's what I was saying. So while it's possible one may be giving up protection against like a rare illness like pertussis or 
Um, but it's a crapshoot at that point. It's probably a good else. bet. Yeah. So, but broadly, if you were to ask, how are they, the kids who are going natural doing? They're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing uh, great. Uh, so you know, many. Uh, what what I've said, knowing what I know now. Right. Um, I think initially uh, I would go natural. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. And then sure. later on, be selective. Let's say you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be in a military barracks or a submarine, some you know something like this. Sure, maybe take a meningitis shot, or you're gonna be a healthcare worker and do surgery with scalpels. You know, take a hepatitis B shot. I think it's gonna be a lot more selective than just blasting every kid with every shot. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. One uh, one rule doesn't fit all, of course. Listen to this one. This this question is from Jay. Boy, he goes back a little bit. You know, these shows are timeless, these Q&As, and people, it's a massive, incredible library of information that uh, we've been doing here. And Jay says, on COVID Q&A with Dr. Peter McCullough and you, uh, number five. Now, we're on 71 today, Peter. <laughs> Uh, uh, just, I'll run this. I gotta do. Peter's gonna laugh at this. Uh, so number five, around the twelve fifty mark, he even tells the mark. Of the, I would remember at that point, but around the twelve fifty mark, Doctor McCullough recommends using a T detect test when testing for whether or not someone has been exposed or had the SARS-CoV two virus. Overdoing an antibody test. Where would we go to get such a test? My physician contacted LabCorp uh, and was told they no longer carry that particular test. So where else can we go? I've tried in vain searching the internet and hope that Dr. McCullough would have specific recommendations for this. I find it strange that you would want this test. Why would anybody want this test at this point? I don't understand. Well, it was real useful early on when many people didn't have. Yeah you know, the virus and the antibody tests weren't that mature. Now the antibody tests are super mature. I mean, we have quantitative against the spike, nucleocapsid, and the data suggests that 94% of Americans have, have already had COVID. That's the Claussen analysis. So it's basically done. People, you know, the T-Detect served out its purpose, yeah. um, you know, several years ago, but now I wouldn't order it. And the company used to be t-detect.com. You go online and sign up and take it. But I, I think at this point in time, it's obsolete. Yeah, I think so, Jay. So there you go. Uh, Gene says, for the past two years, I've been searching for a primary care physician who does not encourage the COVID vaccine and who treats COVID with ivermectin. I'm unable to locate any. Wow. The, the DOs require payment without medical insurance. I'm requesting from you a list of MDs who you would recommend MDs who accept Medicare insurance, please. Well, uh, I'd, I'd say go to the One Wellness. We just talked about it coming out there. They're not going to do any of that. But what do you say to the to Gene well, yeah. there, Dr. Well, yeah, wellness company and certainly go to wellness company. Don't need to get well wellness, but just a standard doctor's office visit. Um, very affordable. Uh, I believe it's about $60. And you certainly can get the, the treatments. Uh, medicines, exemptions, et cetera. The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons has yeah. a list of doctors who are like-minded, who've treated the illness and now treating the vaccine injuries. However, many doctors like myself, we've actually gone into cash practice because we've been forced out of these insurance plans or our licenses have been jeopardized and we don't have hospital privileges. So the, going cash is going to be part of the new the new. Yeah, you know the new way of operating now. Yeah, it's going to be the new vernacular for healthcare for sure. I can see that, uh, and probably a good way to be cheaper actually. 
And that's what that wellness is all about too, uh, because you just, whatever, you just pay a small fee. I mean, what, what is a buck and a half to buck 99? I mean, whatever. And it includes all of that. You, you just can't beat it. it pays, I mean, the health insurance is crazy. Otherwise, Nancy says, should I get the shingle vaccine? Even though I had shingles a year ago, I received the original vaccine, but not the current one uh, in the last. I'm 71 years old and take a stain in blood pressure med. I don't know about it. What do you say to Nancy there? I took it, Malcolm, and I got to tell you, I wouldn't take it again. It's a rough shot. It's 14 times the dose of the live attenuated varicella zoster virus that causes shingles. Wow. Wow. And I honestly think that the shot is worse than getting a case of shingles. If you get shingles, as the listener knows, we give valacyclovir and prednisone. We can knock it out in a few days. Have Just you ever had shingles, by the way? No, I've never had it. But um, lots of people have. Uh, my brother-in-law had it. And he, what causes it? Recognize- and remind me what causes it. I don't remember. Well, it, it's the reactivation of the chickenpox virus. Right. And the stress, is it stress induced? Yes. Yes. Stress induced and other illnesses. In fact, COVID will bring it out. But he didn't (sighs) recognize it. He thought, oh, he just had a niche spot or this, that. You know, when it comes out in the trunk like this, you got to realize if it's in a distribution of a nerve going, you know, along the lines of the rib, you got to recognize it as shingles. So he got behind on treatment and and one can get what's called post herpetic neuralgia, which is a real problem. So, um, yeah, not a good uh, thing. Not a the good point thing. is just get on it early. Uh, you know, it's she can take another shot, but she's already had it. The first shot obviously didn't work uh, completely. And um, I, I've lost my enthusiasm for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I, yeah. But it's not dangerous, the shingle vaccine. It doesn't, not like, right, that, you know. Or... Well, no, I mean, it, it, you know, like any vaccine, there can be, you know, some wacky thing that okay. happens. Okay. All right. But, um it's just it, it, it's a as efficacy yeah. is not very impressive, and the local side effects with it are extreme. I think it's the rough roughest shot you could take in the. Oh air. wow, wow! I didn't know that. But you know, I had a case of shingles years ago, um, some years ago, and it is not pleasant at all, my friend. I ended up in the hospital uh, for a period of time, and it's it goes on. It's either half of your head or half of your body, the trunk of your body. It's a pretty uh, pretty wild thing. And uh, not a good, not a good scene. Um, I don't want that again. I'll tell you, but I'm not taking any vaccines. I can promise you that much. Well, no you must what. have had a severe case, Malcolm, to end up in the hospital. That's pretty unusual. I was in the hospital for five days with that thing. It really uh, knocked me good. Yeah, it must have been. I don't. I don't. It's been was a few it, years. Was it for pain control, or did it involve a vital part of your body? Or That's, well, it was on. I, I had. You know how it is. It's a very uh, hideous looking thing, and it was on half of my face. So it was really. Oh. Dead. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Once, once it's on your face, it, oh, yeah. it can yeah go right. Into oh, it was causing all kinds of problems, as I recall. And it's been a few years, but uh, but it was on half my face, and my wife was like uh, trying to make sure it was okay. But I was yeah, I was hurting with it. I know that. I remember that. Did you ever, Malcolm? Did you ever take the shingle shot? No, no, no. I never I did. did. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not one for medicines and shots much. If I can help it, Peter, I'm more of a natural, uh, as you know. Try to keep it real. And I'm also, as you point out all the time, a ger- germaphobe as well. So I'm sort of have those tendencies, <laughs> <laughs> tendencies, I guess, more or less. But uh, uh, let me get this one in from Janice because I've been wanting to ask one. Uh, and I don't, she says, all right, I've been attempted to search the archives of the McCullough report <laughs> for this topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a side comment by a female OBGYN. I'm going to be testing your mind here. We only have a couple of minutes here. So let me get to it. 
I believe in late 21 or early 2022. This was an early show that just started to express concerns about vaccine injury for women of childbearing age uh, that was in relation to some treatment she was using for some patients in ancient Chinese dried worms with efficacy against alpha-gal. I remember her mention of the biofilms. Can you help me with a reference, doctor, name, et cetera, anything at all? I've tried looking at the archives, but didn't see anything. Do you, do you remember anything like this? Not alpha-gal biofilms. <laughs> I knew no, this I would can't. test you. I knew it would. I said... I hesitated, but I thought I got to help Janice out just in case you knew, just in case, you know. Um, no, it's just that, you know, just to mention the body has a lot of uh, various protections of bacteria. The body's interfacing with bacteria all the time. And that interface is called biofilm. So the bacteria do produce uh, a glycocalyx. They produce some substance. Uh, you, you know, when one looks at their mucus, it's part, you know, it's part bacteria. It's part secreted secretions. Yeah. And so that you know, there always is that interface that exists. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the things we probably ought to talk about another time is just what's called the the the, the germ versus terrain theory. The germ theory says that we're relatively sterile, and if we get something, we get sick. The terrain theory says we have all the bugs all the time, and it's really just a weakness in our defenses when a bug you know is able to cause mm. clinical disease. Wow. So. Wow. Um, that would anyway, be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, I got time for about one, one more question. Yeah, yeah, I got, well, I got something interesting here. Actually, I want to lay down at the end of the program. I just realized I had at the end of the sheet here. This is from Susan, and you're going to love this one. Can you get a big thank you to Dr. McCullough? And yes, I can, Susan. Thank you, Dr. McCullough. Now, for what you ask? She says, I listened to one of his shows where he started with a highlight in a musical. That was opening in Australia called Driftwood. Well, I would never have known about it, but I was recently there and decided to look it up and it happened to be on. It's the second night in Melbourne. So my daughter and I went to see it. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful. What do you say to that, Dr. McCullough? Wow. Well, you know, I met uh, Tanya, who is the star of the musical Driftwood in Australia. She came to one of the presentations I gave there and introduced herself. And so she's a real national treasure. She's basically like a like a um a New York City musical star, except yeah. for in Australia. So it was really good. I had a chance to just uh, you know highlight a little bit of it. They they do some really, really nice work about struggles around the time of Nazi Germany, mm. uh, the the plight of the of the European Jews, and um, I'd love to see it. Really terrific. It. This one, the one that she went to, you know, was about it was about at the time that uh, one of these families they actually invented the modern day umbrella. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. Well, I haven't been to a play in a long time. I don't get out much these days. I find myself in a studio. I add America out loud. <laughs> so that's where I find my time. But I had to get that message in from uh, Susan and that last uh, call there I thought was great. Um, listen, uh, prayers and Godspeed to Jamie Foxx, where we started the program, we'll end it today. Uh, and Godspeed to all of your friends, wishing you a jump on your step. Thank you for joining us here on the Mission at America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead. <laughs>